for how she has been of tremendous help and some and support while I was still a student as far back as 2013 truth you know till 2017 mama has been a, a dangerous backbone a very dangerous one and God through her has helped us man of God today one time and he said the first message he preached is that um, when you leave you understand that I was not like this and I can also tell you boldly that when I came to Aksu and even up up up, up until now, you know, I was not like this. Aksu has been a testament of God's fortune. Chapel of Praise has been a mold that God has casted the lots of our destinies. And for that and many more he has done, I don't take it for granted. So I want to especially appreciate God's servant, Mama, for the privilege and the, you know, hold on. Very few ministers of God will give you, will give you the altar to come and stand and talk. How much were you that you are just one child coming up from somewhere? Praise God. But she looked past all of this and then she still granted the privilege to grow. Mama, God bless you. I also want to appreciate every worker and executive in Chapel of Praise for standing by the church and for pioneering her affairs. And I also want to celebrate every one of us that's here this morning for choosing Chapel of Praise as your center of worship. One thing I can tell you without a doubt is that when you leave this school, you will know that an integral part of your spiritual life and your sojourn in academics has chapel of praise written on it. And it's my prayer in the name of Jesus that you will finish strong. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. One minute, can you just lift up your voice and appreciate Jesus? Give him thanks. Only you deserve my praise.
to return glory to you. The one who sits in the heavens and makes the earth his footstool. The one who clothes himself with thick cloud and makes darkness his covering. The one who rides upon the wings of the wind. The one who sits in the circumference of the earth. The one that holds the earth and the heavens by the words of his power. This morning to say thank you. We are here this morning to give you praise. We are here this morning to return all glory and honor to you because you alone deserve it. And so we say, please accept the praise. Please take all of the honor. Please take all of the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Again, as your word will be going forth, let testimonies follow cause your name alone to be glorified even as we vow to return all praise to you in Jesus mighty name we have prayed shout a believing amen hallelujah you may be seated God bless you hallelujah Luke Luke 21 verse 7 to 13 Luke 21 verse 7 to 13 If you're there, shout hallelujah. If you're there, shout hallelujah. You're on the screen, Abby. You're not there, your Bible. Okay. All right. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things be?
things shall come to pass. And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nations shall arise against nations, kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquake shall be in diverse places, and famines and pestilences, and fear, and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all this, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and into prison, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Verse 13, And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Say with me, it shall turn to me for a testimony. Well, briefly, I will charge us on testaments of victory. Testaments of victory. Jesus Christ was charging his disciples that a time will come and it's the time that all the name, every creature, everything as it were, is anticipating this time. But before that time will come, there are certain signs that will proceed. There are certain manifestations you will see. You will hear, you will hear of war. You will hear of commotions. There will be scarcity. There will be lack. There will be famine. People saying in my name, I am Christ. I am this. I am that. They will deliver you up to be persecuted. You will be brought before kings. You will be placed in prison. You will suffer many things for my name's sake. The summary is, it will turn to you for a testimony. I want to pray for somebody under the sound of my voice this morning. Irrespective of what you are going through, the commotion, the empty-handedness, the seemingly defense before your adversary, the seemingly prison experience and persecution you are going to hear me and hear me well, it will turn to you for a testimony in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Life is a battlefield. The journey to destiny may not be smooth and cozy. Matthew chapter 6 verse 34b it says sufficient for every day is the evil thereof. Every day presents with itself its evil. Every day presents with, you know, with itself its own trouble and persecution. It's sufficient for every day is its evil. So life comes with the package of good and the package of evil. Are you following me? God someone while speaking in the morning, he said something. We only guaranteed our destination, but how the journey will be, we don't know. It is left for you to decide. So sufficient for every day is evil. And so everyone who must arrive the destiny of God's eternal purpose for his or her life must be ready to understand that life is war. And that life is in phases. And that part time you may face different spheres of life. Are you following me? Every time you are set to make progress.
progress. Don't be deceived. Battles will come. Hallelujah. But the good news is they are testaments of victory. They are testimonies without number of people who had gone through what you went through and came out victorious. They are testimonies in scripture of people who had gone through persecution, who had gone through whatever it is that it looks as though your life is going through part time and they came out victorious. Testimonies. Testimony number one. In Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 40. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship. And it was now full. Verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. Verse 40. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly and said one to one, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. In verse 35 of where we read, the Bible said they decided, let us go to the other side. So they were dwelling at a particular side for a period of time. They were camping at a particular and they dis- there is nothing wrong with your decision to make progress. There is nothing wrong with your decision to change phase. Remember, I already said before now that life is in phases. So you might be going through a particular phase and like Jesus and his disciples, you have decided that I also want to go to the other side. Praise God. And in their decision to move to the other side, the Bible told us that they were confronted with wave and storm. Hear me, friends? The moment you decide, I want to go to the other side, you will be confronted with waves and storm. And what wave and storm will do for a ship that's on sea is that it will change your navigation. It will change the course that you had already taken. So some people might wake up in the morning and have decided within themselves that as long as the earth remains, this is what I want to focus on in life and in destiny. But unknown to them, there is a storm that is set to beat. And many people have been challenged with that storm and they have changed course. They have decided that I want to go over to the other side. I want to be the one that will represent my family at the other side. I want to be the first that will do this thing at the other side. I want to be the best that will graduate 
changed course. You have changed direction. You have even lost touch with that desire. Such was the challenge with Jesus. In fact, it was so much that the Bible made us understand that the, 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 the storm was, it beat the sea, that they were already getting drowned. The emptiness hey, might beat you so hard. And you say, is it not better that I drop out of school? The failure might beat you so hard, you're about sinking. Is it not better I just withdraw and go and rest? That's what the storms come to do. But the Bible made us to understand that Jesus rose up and he rebuked the storm. Every good intention will always face fierce opposition. Take note. Every good intention will always face fierce opposition. But the testimony of victory here is that the wind and the storm had to respect one that spoke. Are you following me? So this is the first testimony that it is possible to go through the storm of life and still arrive at the other side. Are you listening to me? This is the first testimony that despite the opposition of Satan, despite the fierce attack to your life and destiny, you can still cross over to the other side on hot. And I'm praying for somebody who is going through a stormy phase of life. As the Lord liveth, before whom I stand and declare this morning, you will arrive successfully at the other side of your journey. In the mighty name of Jesus. Testimony of victory number two. Exodus chapter 14. Verse 10 to 15. When the children of Israel had left Egypt, verse 10, they began grumbling to Moses and he said unto them, okay, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were so afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, verse 11, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Verse 12. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone, that we may humbly serve the Egyptians? alone sorry alright verse 14 leave us alone it is better that we serve the Egyptians than we die in the wilderness verse 13 and Moses said unto the people fear ye not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today, today. For the Egyptians, whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. I thought someone would say an amen. 
the Lord shall fight for you and you will hold your peace. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Why are you crying? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. So another set of people were set to go forward. They were set to advance. They left Egypt, the house of captivity and bondage. And they were marching towards a promise, a land flowing with milk and honey. But while they were going, before them was the Red Sea. Beside them were mountains. Behind them was the enemy. They were enclosed. They began to crumble and to cry. They challenged Moses. It is better we, we, we had died in the house of our captivity than we perish in the wilderness. Some other points, you know, and some other passage said, let us eat cucumber and ginger. So I wonder what is sweet in ginger. Let us eat cucumber and ginger. It's better you, than you take us out. And we perish along the way. Some of us have also taken a decision to go out. Some of us have pictured a promise. Some of us have a land in our mind. Some of us have expectation. But as it is, before you is the Red Sea. Beside you are mountains. Behind you is your enemy. And you are saying like the children, no, it wasn't no better. Was it not even better I didn't even come to school? Job said, cause be the day that I was born. It was good I was not even born. Why would I be the one that will pass through this? Look at before me and then behind me and then beside me, nowhere to go. Before you is failure. Behind you, there is no school fees. Beside you, no even food to eat. Before you is an health challenge. Behind you, is the stress in academics beside you are evil reports that are coming from home. Praise God. Before you is your project. Behind you is carrying over. Beside you is empty handed. You are like these people. But hear what God told them. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Stand still and see how God can deliver a people. You have cried too much. Stand still. In Psalms it says, be still and know that I am God. You have made a lot of noise. Be still. Try and be calm. Tell your neighbor, calm down. Be coming down. Stand still and see the salvation of God. And a word went forth. Irrespective of whatsoever you see, irrespective of the challenge, there is a matching order. Go forward. Where are they going to? See the red sinner, but I should still be walking. When God speaks, you may not understand. Because he uses the foolish things of the earth to confound the wise. When God gives instruction, you may not understand. But if you are foolish enough to obey to the latter, then hear me and hear me well, it will turn to you for 
a testimony. Now, any life, any destiny under the sound of my voice that has been locked in and caged in by challenges all around, I came with a word for you. Go forward in the name of Jesus. I say go forward in the name of Jesus. Testimony number three. In 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 1 to 7. Mm. The sons of the prophet had a good desire to shift. Okay. Second King 6. And the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold now the place where we dwell is too small for us. Let us go. We pray thee unto Jordan and take tents, every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content. Verse 3. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servant. And he answered, I will go. Verse 4. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down woods. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and cast it in titter and the iron did swim. Verse 7. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Another set of people had a desire to go forward. Because where they were staying was too small. It is a good desire. Was too small. Too small. I am a married man. I now have children. And I'm staying in a one bedroom flat. It's too small. That was what was happening to these people. Too small. Some of you are, have been receiving kingdom projects. Yet, your finance is too small. Some of you have academic desires for the sake of God. Yet, your result is too small to carry on. And you have desired to go forward. See what Satan will attack. He will attack your tool of work. He will attack your tool of work. That axe head that you are using to strike, to break new ground. What you are using to propel you, he will attack it. It is impossible for an axe to float. It is, I don't know what kind of iron. And if at all it, it, it landed in a river, be sure that the ocean current will sweep it from where it fell. And the worst part was it was even borrowed. Praise God. All of this was an attack against the desire to go to the other side. But thank God, there was someone who knew how to make impossible things possible. Thank God, there was somebody in their midst who had the ability not to be perturbed in the midst of challenge. Thank God, there was someone in their midst who wasn't moved by circumstance, but yet could still listen to what God was saying part time. 
Now hear me. Some of you under the sound of my voice, what God wants to do in your life, he will use your academics. Some of you under the sound of my voice, what God wants to do in your life, he will use your vocation, your skill, your business. Some of you under the sound of my voice, what God wants to do in your life, he wants to, he wants to ride on the wings of your anointing. And peradventure you are here. And that tool has been attacked by the devil. Hear me and hear me well. Every tool that has begun to sink as the Lord lives today it is floating back up in the mighty name of Jesus as you are stretching out your hand that's which the devil had caused to miss that tool that had come under an attack I decree you shall take it up in the mighty name of Jesus you will take up your academics in the mighty name of Jesus you will take up that business in the mighty name of Jesus you will take up that call and ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. You will take up that appointment in the mighty name of Jesus. You will take up that finance in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me tell your neighbor, take it up. Satan will attack your tool. You must take it up. So, I turn it around for a testimony. How can I also be a partaker of these testimonies of victory? Number one, where we saw in the book of Mark chapter 4, Jesus was also with them in the boat. So if you want to turn anything around to a testimony, if you want to also be in line, among those who are carriers of victory, number one, carry Jesus. Tell your neighbor, carry Jesus. Psalms 27 from verse 1 to 6. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Look at how bold a man is made because he knows who is. The Lord is my light and whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though all shall rise up against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock in the time of trouble. He's your peace in troubled waters. He's the one that has capacity to speak to a storm. He's the one that has audacity to give calmness to your soul. Carry Jesus, carry Jesus. In that academics, carry Jesus. When you hear testimonies from home, you carry Jesus. When your business is not going fine, carry Jesus. When ministry is not working well, carry Jesus. When finance is crumbling, carry Jesus. 
if you must see testimonies, number one, do what? Carry Jesus. Number two, carry a prophet. Carry a prophet. Where we read in 2 Kings, they had, it was the sons of the prophet. That had, not the prophet. 2 Kings 6, 1, 2, it was the sons of the prophet that had desire to go to the other side. Not the prophet, the sons. But one of them now said, won't you come with us also? And he said, okay, I'll follow you. Carry a prophet. Carry a prophet. And it was because the prophet was with them that they could receive a testimony. Imagine that Elisha did not work with them, sir. Someone's axe that was borrowed inside River Jordan. How will you remove it? And the way the prophet was, the son of the prophet was like, he looked as if he didn't even get money to buy another one. Ah, it was borrowed. Tell your neighbor, carry a prophet. In 2 Chronicles chapter 2020, the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe also his prophet and you shall prosper. In Hosea chapter 12, verse 13, the Bible says, by a prophet, he brought them out, out, out. And by a prophet, they were preserved. By a prophet, God can bring you out to another place. And by a prophet, you know, he will keep you. I was telling a friend the other day, Matthew says, knock and the door shall be opened. For somebody to open a door for you, he must be inside the room. Are you following me? When you want to go to the other, there is somebody that can usher you in. Tell your neighbor, carry a prophet. Carry a prophet. Number three, carry the word of God. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, God said to Moses, why are you people crying? Why are you people crying? Command them to go forward. Carry the word of God. Because when you have access to the word, then you hear God's command. You hear God's instruction. Despite your position, carry the word. Carry the word. Do you know how potent the word is? Everything your eyes ever saw or your eyes can see now is sustained by the word. The Bible said the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of bones, marrows, even the intents and the thoughts of the heart of Hebrews 4.12. Carry the word. The word is what will sustain you. We were told by Revelation when Peter saw Jesus and he said, Master, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus told him, oh yeah, come. He was walking not on water. He was walking on a word. Come. So they were advancing, not because Moses was with them. They were advancing on a command, go forward. So if you desire to go to the other side, carry the word of God. Number one, what? Carry Jesus. Number two, Number three, number four, carry faith. Carry faith. Carry faith. In Mark chapter four, where we read verse thirty-five to forty, Jesus told them, "How is it that you don't have faith? When you have carried Jesus." When you have come under a prophetic cover, 
when you have accessed the word of God, carry faith. Because you can have all of these things and still be standing. Faith is beyond talk. It's in action. Hey, Once upon a time in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 8 to 37, a Shunammite woman was barren, right? And Elisha was passing by and she built him a house. And by the word of the Lord, he declared that she will bear and conceive a child. And Satan attacked that promise and the child died. When you look at verse 22, 22 to 23, 2 Kings chapter 4, 22 to 23. She told her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run and go to the man of God and come again. Verse 23. And he said, wherefore will thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. That's the statement I want you to look at. It shall be well. In the midst of her circumstance, she was still declaring. Meanwhile, the woman talking, her child just died. A dead child was before her. And she's saying, it shall be well. In verse 26 also, when she came to the prophet, verse 26, when she ran and she had come to the prophet, please very fast, run now I pray thee to meet her. Now Elisha told Gehazi, run now I pray thee to meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. When your condition does not change your profession, then your profession will change your condition. When your conviction does not change your con when your condition does not change your conviction, then your conviction will change your condition. This woman was under a terrible condition, yet she did not change her conviction. It shall be well. She was under a terrible situation, yet she did not change her profession. It is well. It even progressed to a greater dimension. Tell your neighbor, carry faith. Carry faith. Long story made short. Dead child came back to life. Number one, carry Jesus. Number two, carry a prophet. Number three, carry the word of God. Number four, carry faith. Number five, carry praise and worship. Carry praise and worship. Carry praise and worship. Everything around you you ever see is designed wanting your worship. When there is no money in your account, for instance, what money is telling you in other words is that guy, bow down and worship me. Satan told Jesus, everything you see here, I will give you. Just fall down and worship. When it looks as if challenges, challenges are so much that's overcome you. The challenge is only telling you one statement. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down and worship. When your academics is not going fine, your academics is only making a statement. Bow down and worship me. But the man who will see his condition and still turn his back and face Jesus, despite his condition, and say, it is you, it's you. I want to bow and worship. That man will have a turnaround. In Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3, there was a man who was a leper. And he came to Jesus in his 
in his, you know, in the state of leprosy. And he came and worshipped him, saying he was worshipping in love. If thou wilt, that meanwhile, take note of this. He's not telling God, cleanse me. The implication is, even if you don't want to, it won't change this worship. So, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, Anyone who knows how to worship me in the midst of challenge, I will. Are you following me? Anyone who knows how to redirect that praise, anyone who knows how to redirect that worship to God, in the midst of that challenge, hear me, you will have a turnaround. Praise God. So whether he give me a miracle or not, I will worship. Whether he gives me a testimony or not, I will worship. Whether he turns my story around or not, I will worship. And if truly I worship, he will. Testimonies of victory. Now, I don't know what you may be going through. I don't know where you desire victory. I don't know the testimony you're looking out for. I'm giving you a charge. give you a charge. Worship. Right? Do you have a Yoruba person here? Seek it up now. Release your worship. Release your worship. 
didn't want you to bow, but I choose to worship God. That failure wants you to bow, but I choose to worship God. That lack wants you to bow, but I have chosen to worship God instead. Release your worship.
needs to raise a cry. Where do you require a testimony of victory? What is that testament of victory you want to see? Can you tell it to him now?
just join hand with your next neighbor. Join hands with your next neighbor. sound of 
whose tool for life and destiny is under an attack. As the Lord liveth this morning, I declare total restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus, hear the word of the